0: Welcome, everyone, to The Deep Dive, the podcast that skips small talk and goes straight for the concepts that shape our thinking and behavior. In this podcast, cold expertise is defenestrated as warm philosophy is enthroned in an attempt to explore the field in which we're all scientists looking for answers, living well. Hello, world. Welcome to another episode of the Deep Dive with me, Ayal Shai. I'm joined today by Patricia Hurdukash. Hi, Patricia.
1: Hi, Ayal. I'm very happy to be here with you.
0: Happy to have you here. And let us not beat around the bush. What are we going to discuss today?
1: Um, today, I would like uh, to talk about the unknown. Uh, it's a topic that I... I hosted a salon about in the beginning of this year in January and uh, I will actually end the year with another salon on that topic. <laughs> it's just a topic that um, it's it's always fascinating for me because always in my life I had a lot of unknown, you know, as an immigrant or always changing countries, always changing jobs. And I'm curious how we can get more comfortable with, you know, being always somehow into some kind of an unknown and navigating that gracefully and, you know, without fear and how courage has an important role in how we tackle this unknown.
0: Fantastic. It's a topic, not the specific word, but some of the episodes of past episodes have kind of danced around it and maybe we can tackle it head on this time. So I guess a good first question would be, Um, were you always, uh, dealing with unknown things in your life, I guess, or did it always bother you?
1: Um, I think I started to deal with a lot of unknown when I moved from Romania to Berlin in 2015 for my studies. And, uh, I think since then my life was quite chaotic, you know, as an immigrant, but also always changing jobs, always changing careers, um, and always changing homes, and at some point, I, I saw that this change is actually my only constant. I mean, it's it's something that's always you know uh, showing up again and again every year. And um, even this year, of course, with the pandemic, we all had a lot of unknown, and we still have a lot of unknown in our lives. But this year, I I wanted to to start the conversation with the unknown, and also to to finish it. Uh, Because I wanted to look back on this year and see, you know, what kind of things I was prepared for and what kind of things just showed up unexpectedly, you know, um, and still brought a lot of joy and somehow also changed the direction of my life completely, Um, even though that sounds a bit dramatic. But, you know, we never know what... um, each year will bring. And uh, for me, it's a fascinating topic because we cannot map the unknown. We can only try to imagine it. And most of the time, life brings us to a whole, whole different territory than we expected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to ask a, quite a, a simple question, but maybe in the first day that you mentioned, let's say it's 2015. What is your emotional response to having this unknown is it unnerving or is it exciting in the sense that new things new good things could appear at any time
1: I think it was both so in 2015 it was definitely both I was very nervous because I was you know leaving Romania alone to study I had no no friends no family in Berlin. But it was also very exciting because I love novelty. I love walking in new cities. I I love discovering new cities. So for me, it meant that I can definitely expose myself to a lot of <clears throat> new experiences that I couldn't get. For example, Inclusion Apoka, where I lived uh, in 2015. Um, so it was super, super exciting. And it still is. I think for me, the unknown means, yes, you're afraid. but it's also very exciting because most of the time you cannot even imagine the things that will happen. Of course, this can go in a good way or in a bad way. Um, yeah. Like life.
0: <laughs> yeah. And in terms of the things that actually were unknown and those that became known over these years, would you classify most of them as things that you were afraid of them happening or more of the good kind that surprised you for the better?
1: I think most of them are the good uh, kind and most of them required a lot of change in terms of work, in terms of um, purpose, in terms of even lifestyle um, and also in terms of location because two years ago I moved to Switzerland and this was also a lot, this also meant a lot of unknown for me and I, I was afraid for sure, especially because I moved without having a job, and I was in interview processes. And um, I was afraid, and honestly, I started with a lot of anxiety. I think before because I didn't have anything known in this country again. Um, but I think most of the, yes, most of the answers appeared on the way. So while going towards that unknown and making the unknown known in many ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the measures you've taken to to deal with this, um, either in terms of uh, just everyday actions to deal with the unknown, like maybe you don't want to commit to certain things, um, or, or psychological, like have you found yourself doing any work to... Um, be better prepared for the things we can't prepare for.
1: Mm, that's that's a very good question. Hmm. I think I think what helped me a lot was to write about it, you know, journaling, but also to map the unknown even though that seems, you know, impossible, but actually drawing a life trajectory, you know beginning from the past to the present to the future and visualizing you know on paper with a pen some possibilities that can unfold next year and that somehow grounded me in the sense that I wasn't so anxious while seeing some possibilities and all of them were good or quite good and they didn't you know seem catastrophic so somehow this this procedure um gave me some clarity and of course nothing can prepare us for the real unknown because we never know exactly how life will unfold in six months but at least we can have like a mental picture of where we want to go how we want to be in that you know precise time and yeah just just live life and um, enjoy it um, in the process
0: That's fascinating to me. I read recently a book called Into the Magic Shop um, by, uh, I think his name is James Doty, something like that. He went on uh, Sam Harris's podcast. I think he's a doctor and runs the, uh, oh, I don't want to butcher the name of the thing, but it's it's some wing in in Stanford, I think, where he researches uh, empathy, I want to say. Any case, um, when he was young, he came from a very poor family and he had this thing where he started visualizing his future as a doctor. So he would see himself in the robes uh, going through the ward as he imagined it as a 10 year old boy or something. And now you're saying you've done some visualizations. And for me, this has always been hard. So what what was the process like for you were were you literally drawing things um were you did you have any sort of ritual before going to bed or when waking up to think about these things or any of these things because i've always had trouble really having a clear vision of the future
1: i i always started with the past so what i would do is... You know, take um, a piece of paper, a pen, and go ten years into the past and ten years into the future. And uh, I started with the past, so I would stay quite a lot of time looking back at the events that you know happened in in these ten years, and you know how I changed, um, uh, all the growth I had, all the projects I I made, you know, all the people I met, and. Once I saw that the past is so abundant, so rich, so many beautiful things happen, and most of them I I didn't know before. So I never thought in my life that I will move to Berlin, for example, three years before moving to Berlin, or that I'll be now in Switzerland. Even two years and a half ago, I didn't know this, and here I am. And just looking at this, this excited me that, you know, also the future, even though I don't know how it will be in the future, but it's still going to be as exciting as the past. Because I have, you know, living proof that things went well, even though things might have been painful at some point or, you know, very, very, um, I don't know, um, tiring or, um, yeah. Uh, and then I, I just visualized the future. And there I just, I looked at the areas of my life that I think they are the most important for me. For example, people. um the place I live in, as in the community, and also the city. For me, the city I live in also has a very big impact on my life and um, the kind of work I'm doing for myself and for others. And I just explored, you know, by writing down words. Like, I don't know, I want to live there and do that and feel like that. And there are different versions of that. I mean, I could just, you know, draw four arrows and just write something slightly different and each scenario was okay and good and it felt good for me even though they were a bit slightly different. Um, So this is how I envisioned it and it really helped me and it still helps me when I feel a bit directionless or when I feel a bit anxious about the future. It helps me to go back into the past, look that things went well and try to envision the future and i'm not drawing per se sometimes i am but i am mostly writing and using a lot of arrows so most like mostly like in a map um you know yeah yeah so just like trying to to draw a map but by using words and arrows if that makes any sense
0: <laughs> it it does and i love it because it opens up um Several possibilities which you're all happy with. And I think that's key when we are trying to live well is never to make our um, happiness or well being dependent on any one um, parameter, right? So, a lot of people I think, or definitely people I've met, doesn't matter if it's a lot, but I've met people that are very particular about what is going to make them happy and that creates a mindset where you know if you don't have this thing then you're not happy and that's a problem and i see a lot of utility in your method in the sense that it opens up it it opens us up to possibilities and makes it clear to us that we'll be okay no matter what so so i'm interested in that how When is the first time you remember yourself doing something like that? Not at age 10, because looking at the first (laughs) 10 years of your life. (laughs) Um,
1: I think I did it the first time when I moved to Cluj-Napoca from my hometown. So I was 19 and I moved to study in Cluj. Um, I think that's when I did it. So I looked back at, I don't know, the past five years of my life and what I want to do with the next five years of my life. And I think I started doing it more and more since I moved outside Romania, you know, since I moved to Berlin, because I wanted to have a bit of clarity and also a bit of comfort in all that unknown. Because sometimes, you know, if if you feel a bit overwhelmed by the things that will happen in your life, you cannot enjoy your daily life. And that's something that I didn't want to happen to me. I didn't want to have everyday anxious days, you know, overthinking. I wanted to think about it, imagine many abundant versions of how my life can unfold, even though they're slightly different. And as you said, I didn't want to to be like, I want to be this and this and to feel like that, or else, you know, I will never be happy. Uh, I think we can be happy with different versions uh, of our life or like, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, it's also about our attitude towards life and um, how we feel on a daily basis. And that's why I, I started this practice because it, it balanced me. It was like an anchor um, when I needed it, when I didn't know in what direction I should go.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it also, I think, would help you to know yourself, which is something that presumably we can know and we should know, even though some of us um, are not doing it enough. So is it something that you find that it helps you uh, know yourself and your choices so that you are always known despite other things in your life not being so?
1: Yes. Yes. It definitely strengthened the relationship I have with myself and knowing myself better. And it also gave me the courage to try new things and risk because I saw that in the past, each time I risked, something wonderful happened. And of course, that doesn't mean that I didn't have, again, suffering or heartbreak or, you know, disappointment. I had that. But in that process also a lot of wonderful things happened you know and you know the dominoes starting started falling um and i think they are still falling <laughs> uh, towards the new direction i will take in my life um yeah so for me it was also a way of of trying to find my courage you know by looking at the past every time i risked and things went wonderfully and that gave me the courage to risk again and to wait and to somehow have some kind of um, comfort that things will will go well.
0: Nice. So would you be comfortable with giving one example of something you risked and that turned out well for you?
1: Um, For example, moving to Switzerland. Um, When I moved two years ago, exactly two years ago, actually in December 2019, I was quite in a bad time in my life in I mean, from from many perspectives, job-wise, relationship-wise, um family-wise, and in the sense that I was very far away from my family. Um and I I didn't know if moving to Switzerland will make any sense because I never envisioned myself here. And I I wanted some comfort in knowing that look I'll have the job there or I'll have you know that particular lifestyle that I want but nobody could guarantee me that so I moved without a job um so this is a good example because once I moved here uh, of course the pandemic came <laughs> and I was yeah. not prepared for that just 2 months after I moved you know no
0: I, nobody was don't feel bad <laughs>
1: So yeah, that's another example of the unknown. And yeah, um, but these two years were wonderful in many ways, and uh, things just became better and better after that. You know, uh, difficult December, and things started to to fall into place. And I found somehow my purpose here. Of course, in these two years, because now I'm moving again, by the way. Uh, but for these two years, things were good and also you know during the pandemic I was here in nature. I was somehow still um, I, I had a lot of novelty because I moved in a new country so I would just go out you know and and hike and and see mountains and lakes or hop in a train and and discover even though we were in a pandemic, I felt like I had some freedom. and I know a lot of people didn't have you know that freedom to see novel things because you couldn't travel, but because I moved to a new country, I could travel inside the country and discover it and make like some kind of an experiment out of it, like, or a game or a play just by, you know, going every weekend and visiting a new mountain or, you know, seeing a new beautiful place. So somehow by moving here, I also gave myself this this world where I can uh, discover new things and find beauty even in the pandemic. So I think this is a good example, even though I was terrified by moving here because, yeah, without a job and, you know, some limited savings that could last me only for three months or so, it's it's not ideal, especially in a country as expensive as Switzerland.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've been on a different journey since this pandemic, but, you know, I became a podcaster and uh, more of an artist and trying to work and hone some of the skills and really my creativity in that time. And at that point where I'm almost two years into this journey, I find that probably the worst thought that I have about the future is to go to something that is, um, that has less unknown in it, <laughs> AKA getting a, a normal job or anything like that. Like I dread it. And I wonder if for you as well, um, if, it seems like uh, not without hardship, but that you're flourishing overall in uncertain conditions under uncertain conditions. And do you find yourself actually being almost addicted to it? Where if things get uh, too known, you want to move on somewhere?
1: So you're asking me if I'm a junkie of the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Maybe I am. I mean, because I love that you mentioned flourishing. I felt always that I am flourishing in the unknown because I love novelty and I love challenges. And I think I am bringing out the best of me, you know, under very tight deadlines or under very difficult circumstances. I think I see a part of in myself, that I don't see if I am you know cozy and comfortable and just waiting for life to happen. So I think I think I am like that, and I think I will always be like that. And somehow I think I was always like that. Uh, even in, in even if in this past two years I um, I worked, you know, in in uh, traditional jobs here in Switzerland because you know that's how I could keep my my permit to to stay here. Um and that's why actually why I'm moving away now from Switzerland, because I don't want to to work uh, in a a corporate environment or in a traditional job. And I also want to do, you know, something that you're doing right now. Um, um, Starting looking at at money and work from from different angles and starting playing with different income streams, which I already started. Um, And that's why I'm also moving away from Switzerland, because I don't think in this medium I can flourish anymore I think for the past three years it was a perfect tool um you know to save money or to you know try Switzerland for two years but I I'm moving because I also feel that if I would stay more I would just feel stuck and I already started feeling stuck like six months ago so basically the last six months are just a transition towards um another period in my life uh, when I want to experiment, to experiment more, to be uh, more brave, you know, and yeah, um, enjoy life more.
0: (laughs) So does that, does that follow any trajectory that you had on paper a while back? Do you find yourself actually um, getting not to live exactly one of these trajectories, but does it usually go to a place where it's following one of these uh, visualizations for you?
1: Yes, yes, because once I moved here in Switzerland, once I had a job, uh, my goal was to to stay here temporarily, so only one or two years, um, to save an X amount of money so that in the following two or three years I can experiment in a more cheaper country um, and do creative things online and not think about money being an issue at least for the upcoming two or three years so yes this this was somehow also visualized on paper after I got the job I have to admit that I, I didn't know that I'll get a job in Switzerland because I I, uh, I studied literature and linguistics German literature and linguistics in Berlin and I, I worked in data but I worked very briefly so you know my career was like one or two years moving to Switzerland you know was quite of a struggle because I thought that I will not get a job. So I started with that mindset because I was, you know, not confident enough, even though, you know, I got job offers. Um, So, um, you know, after, after I saw that it's possible for me to live here and to move from Berlin here, yes, I, I had a goal for a limited period. And once I accomplished that goal, now I want to go into, the next phase of my life. I hope that makes sense because I went into many directions now. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I also want to, to explore something. I know that, that you are a creative person and we're going in that direction as well. And in terms of your creative aspirations and, and creativity, where do you see um, the unknown connecting to some of these thoughts that you have on artistic work creativity um, so a little bit outside of the of the practical realm which we discussed now or uh, living arrangements and and so on in in your work and in what you um in what you do where does the unknown fit in
1: hmm. i feel like i'm more creative when i'm in the unknown I feel like I have more luck <laughs> if I'm in the unknown. So this of course also affects my creativity, imagination, my projects. So I think I need the unknown in order for me to grow and to also get more creative and to risk and to you know be more creative in my projects. So somehow I think that's why I'm 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 changing so much. And I I am risking things because I know it's going to be worth it in terms of having a more abundant world. Um, And always when I feel stuck in a place, in a job, I'm just moving forward. So I don't like, you know, staying there and and complaining uh, for a lot of time. I, I want a strategy. I want, you know... Um, uh, a goal and a deadline that's very important for me even in this you know Switzerland project the two years project I had a deadline and the deadline is actually this December Um, and this December uh, I'm moving um, back to Romania for a while temporarily to to start working on my business Um, so yeah I think even in the unknown somehow deadlines matter so that you, you set yourself, look, by July, I don't know, next year, I want that and that somehow to happen. But if you don't have a date in mind and you say just in the future, I want that, that's that's a bit directionless, you know, and it might create even more anxiety and it might make you even more stuck because you don't have necessarily, you know, um. Um, a date, a month, a year in your head. I think that's why visualizing my past 10 years and visualizing my next 10 years uh, was so efficient for me because I could look you know, at specific dates or I could you know, think, look, in two years, I want to be around that, I don't know, I want to live in that area or I want to you know, uh, work on that meaningful project. Um, being specific as well matters a lot and not just say, yeah, I, I want something in a very general way because, um, I mean, it could still help you by having a vision of what you want to have, but I think being more specific can actually also show you the steps you need to take to arrive there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, again, this is just amazing. I mean, personally, I, I kind of wish I was able to to do something like that, to say that, you know, by next year, I want to see my podcast or another project I'm doing, at a certain um, thing, and it's just so hard for me to visualize and get an idea of what is possible. And if I don't know what is possible, then it's hard for me to say, but I do get a sense that for you, and for other peoples I've I've heard from about this, there is almost an ability to predict the future if you are talking to yourself in in some um, more specific terms like that with visualizations that are uh, clear. So I'll definitely have to to learn how to do that. And I'm looking forward to to do that. Um, In terms of, not knowing what you're going to do next and then arriving at the at the next project or artistic endeavor how do you find that happening there's recently this video circulating from the beatles um, documentary that just got released get back of paul mccartney just starting to go crazy on his guitar and at 30 seconds he doesn't have anything But then approximately 15 seconds later, you can see the beginning of Get Back just starting to to form there from his riffing on the guitar. And I just wonder if you have any sort of equivalent to that, that you go through a process to come up with ideas, or do you just sleep on it? Or what do you do to kind of stir things up in the subconscious so that they would bubble up?
1: Hmm. That's fascinating. I think just by jumping into the unknown or by, by jumping into something that you don't know some, so much, this already makes you act on it. You know what I mean? I mean, just by, by having this, you know, um, new surrounding and, new way of um, of adapting to a situation i think this this can help you in many ways creatively um and can give you you know a lot of material to think about on, and also to to have a bit more courage to to jump into a different project and so on and so forth so i think it's all about momentum and flow at the same time um and just by actually doing it, I mean, just by taking the risk and and jumping, you know, and taking a plunge into the unknown, I think that's the most important thing. I think, of course, it's also important to think about it a lot and to process it. But most of the time we we learn by doing and by being in in those extreme situations or in those novel um, situations, and just by adapting and seeing how we respond, because most of the times, we might think that we will respond in a way, and then we end up responding in a total different way. But by doing that, we also get to know each other—not um, each other, but also each other, but more like ourselves more, because we 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 get to analyze why did I act that like that if I thought that I would actually act in a different way. So you um, know, this is a bit of abstract, but my point is just jump, just. Just uh, you know, try the new thing and and risk it. Um, and of course, you can also alternate this with sometimes being a bit more prudent, so you don't have to always always risk everything. I think that's also you know maybe a bit too anxious. Um, I hope this somehow answered your question. I think I'm going into many directions right now. Honestly,
0: uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so just do, you, do 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 you have? Um... Uh, but in terms of the ideas, do you have like light bulb moments when they go off in your head and you're just quicker, do you think, than other people? You're not being hard on yourself and saying this wouldn't work, but you're more likely to actually seize, seize the opportunity and follow it and try making it happen if it's an, an artistic project or even a move somewhere else. In, in a way, don't you have to be more spontaneous than than usual, in a sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think sometimes I'm also acting on my gut feeling. For example, in Berlin, uh, in 2017, I was walking down a street and I saw this little gallery, and you know, I, I entered inside the gallery, and I started having a conversation with the owner, uh, who is also Romanian, and I didn't know when I entered into the gallery, and on that you know, in that moment on the spot, I I thought about having a mini interview with her. And I never had interviews with strangers or people before. And I uh, recorded the interview and I told her, look, can I publish this on my blog? But I didn't have a blog. I just wanted to create one that night. And I did that. And that's actually how my blog Flanois Project started, just by realizing that now I'd actually want to have interviews with people in a written format, you know, by asking them, I don't know, some, some questions that um, I find meaningful. Um, and also in this blog, then I started experimenting with small essays, with poetry, with different forms of writing, with galleries, virtual galleries. Um, so yes, in that moment, I definitely acted on an impulse, on a whim, because I just decided to be to, to enter in that gallery and not tell myself, ah, this will be weird because you know the gallery owner will refuse me, you know, or um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes some, some God feelings are are too strong to, in, to ignore. At least this is how how it happened in my case, not only in this specific case, but also in, in other cases sometimes this, this feeling is too strong not to act on it. Um, of course, for that, you also have to be very self-aware and to know what you want, to also have a good relationship with yourself and not to just shove these thoughts and impulses and this kind of meaningful moments into a corner and say, yeah, I, I'm not good enough for that. Or, you know, um, it's not now the time, Let's let, let's wait on it. Um, so I think, I think it's difficult to, to, to give like a very, very clear answer because I think everybody's different and everybody has a different relationship with themselves and everybody reads, um, um, this kind of gut feeling in a different way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, this resonates with me a lot. I think it reminds me of when I do dialectic, which is about, creating a model of the world that's true and accurate um, so that when you apply it, you get good results because it sits well with reality. Um, If you think about concepts like love or things that really matter to us, in the beginning when we're young, I think if if you just act on a gut feeling if you're if you're doing things just you know because you have the hormones in you that push you to do something, then we might learn that this is kind of unfitting in a lot of situations that we've we were um, we were getting angry very angry very fast or very passionate very fast about something or too fast or too angry. Um, too passionate or too angry. And I think, though, when we start to develop a model of the world that's correct, that informs all our actions, then I think the next step is to really trust it, that we have it together, and that when we actually act on a whim or or we act on a gut feeling, then it's really trusting ourselves that what is going to come out is a good thing because we thought a lot about what's good in the end. And we don't want to put inhibitions because if you don't seize some moments, they just, they're just, um, go away, you know, some opportunities and chances they, they literally will not come back. So I think it's a, it's a big move forward in terms of, living well to have the right framework in terms of what you're trying to achieve in life. And if you have the framework, everything you're going to do um, based on instinct is actually going to be in line with that. And you're going to learn to trust yourself because you see here, look, I didn't have this strong super ego who's inhibiting my actions and making me paralyzed basically just because of the fear that I would do something horrible, like hurt someone or hurt myself, or something like that. Um, so to me, that's a really good sign. If we can do as you do, like what you say, that we can go with our instinct and trust ourselves to to get good results.
1: Yes, yes, I like that you brought into the conversation the topics of trust and regret as well. Trust in the sense that yes, we need to trust ourselves, but you know we also trust ourselves if we act on what we said that we will act on, and you know this is how we also get more confidence, self-confidence if we show up um, always or most of the time. Um, so trust. It's very, very important, yes. And also the topic of regret is is interesting in this, you know, I mean, related to the unknown. Because most of the risks I took in my life, risks in the sense that, you know, moving to a new country without knowing how it will unfold or, you know, trying something new or trying a new project or quitting my job for the seventh time, you know, (laughs) most of the time I didn't know what will happen, but I knew that I'll have a lot of regrets if I don't change. So that's actually also one driving force behind um, behind making the change because I I knew that I will not be happy, you know, 30 years from now looking back and not acting on on what I wanted to change. And it's not only regret, it's just like really knowing, that I would not be happy. I mean, my future self will not be happy by, you know, staying in that stagnant situation. Um, And that's, for me, a great, great driving force because I, I, I think this is also related to knowing yourself a lot and you know we we can always know ourselves better and this also relates to having a good relationship with ourselves so i think everything is somehow interrelated uh, i mean interconnected yeah
0: yeah absolutely what what are some uh, techniques or if it's not very structured still what are some of the things that you did or you do in the present to know yourself better Hmm.
1: Having a lot of conversations with people I really care about and I really admire about life. Um, and this is how I know myself better in, in seeing how I reply to some questions and seeing how I changed. Um, and I think also this, this visualization, you know, of the past 10 years and the future 10 years is very helpful because when i look back at the ten year, at the past 10 years i'm feeling proud of my um, past self and i know that i can always you know grow more and i can do better and you know but at the same time i'm taking my time in acknowledging all the efforts and all the risks i took and being happy with myself even though we can always be in a better place or having done better or having already a successful business or you know um, a different lifestyle. Um, so I think this is how uh, I started having a better relationship with myself because I, I took the risks and I'm proud of that. And yes, not all the time it turned out in the best scenario, I mean, in the best way, but. I still changed. And I think that matters for me the most. The fact that I took the leap, I, I jumped, I, um, I changed, I moved forward.
0: Yeah, yeah that's lovely. And I, I love your answer, you know, talking to people, seeing how I reply. So there's this whole theme now in our conversation of the unknown, um, testing yourself, knowing yourself, moving forward doing something that's less than the absolute comfortable uh, move and i think that is so true because for personal growth i think it's very problematic and and dangerous for ourselves if we get ossified by doing the same thing and just feeling secure because maybe we know a slightly better what the future brings but we really don't know about the really big things that really have nothing to do with with our work. And it sounds like you are constantly testing yourself because that is the way to, to do evolution. So an animal that would be completely happy with its surroundings and wouldn't do anything to change is very prone to extinction when the when eventually the conditions do change whereas if you push yourself to um, look into every little nook and crevice in your environment you can learn new things and then be better uh, be better fitted for a possible change and specifically with conversation I love it because what I do dialectic what I do with people and with myself is all about, asking good questions and, um, the answers, there is no pressure to give good answers. Uh, you can take as many shots as you want at the truth, but if you provided a less than ideal answer, then there's still going to be a a good question. And eventually you will have to get to a point where you give an answer that resonates right. And can stand a test of, of yet more questions. So when an answer comes about where you can ask a bunch of questions about it, but the answer stays the same, there's a, there's a solid theory. And it's not actually very trivial that you'll go out there and you put yourself out there as the person who says, bring it on, you know, metaphorically. Ask me those questions. I want to be wrong because that is the way to be um right in the future and i i really like this answer
1: i'm thinking also about the fact that we we just have the illusion of the known you know we, i mean nothing is for certain and you know however cliché that this might sound but nobody promises us tomorrow even though you know we have the safe job or we have the loving family tomorrow can be very different than and is very different than today and I think this is also something that that gives me courage knowing that having things under control or thinking that we have things under control is just an illusion it's 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 true but not true you know like um everything can change you know in an instant it's it just takes one second to have your life completely changed you know by i don't know uh, the death of a loved one or by having the damascus moment and seeing that i don't know um you want to change your life completely um you know and it's just this kind of illusion that we have safety we have safety yes we have a roof under our heads and we have uh, good food and, um, well, most of us, of course, um, because there are also people that unfortunately don't have that, but you know what I mean? In the sense that we have a safe environment or we think we have it, but life can change in an instant um, um, tomorrow. And even today, still, like in the evening or at night, and I think this this gives me courage to change because I know that things will anyway change for me. <laughs> Life yeah. will change anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I know how this realization dawned on me because I had a very traumatic event that led me to understand that everything you just said is is the truth, not just conceptually, but really happens. Uh, and I wonder. Can you trace back your thoughts about it? Like, how did you come to this realization? Did it also take a major blow, or is it was it something more gradual that you just stumbled on while thinking about um, how the universe is?
1: I think it's something that I stumbled upon while thinking about life since I was you know a child and a teenager I was always on the melancholic side in the in the sense that I always saw that life is fleeting and even you know as a child or as a teenager while I was I don't know cooking with my grandmother I knew that those moments are limited and maybe it's I don't know I know it's a bit morbid to think about it this way but I I knew that maybe I have 20 more times in my life with my grandmother like this, in this kind of scenario, like, or 10, or sometimes even less as an immigrant, you know, you see your parents once a year. And if you do the math, maybe you see them, I don't know, 40 more years, or I don't know, depending on their age and on your age. So, yeah, I think this, the fact that I'm always thinking that life is fleeting, life is short, and we never know what happens tomorrow. So this kind of... Memento mori. This this made me think about this this way, you know, since a long time ago. Uh, having this deep realization in a moment that this moment will also go away, and maybe it's the last time you're doing that with that person or alone in that sitting And uh, of course, it's bittersweet. You know, I mean, it's very good that you can appreciate that moment, but it's also a bit painful because you also see the fact that uh, you might not have that moment in your life again. But this is also something that uh, gives me courage, knowing that, um, you know, um, life is fleeting, and life is short. <laughs> so I need to act on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is literally a, a like a stoic, Um, exercise right to think that anything you do might be the last time that you do that thing so it's really uncanny that you just kind of grew into that with your thinking I feel the same I mean I know you're not a parent but to me with my daughter it's just absolutely insane to me that people have children and then just go back to work sometimes immediately sometimes they never even take time off especially mm. fathers, you know. Um, and I'm thinking, what did you have this child for if not to spend time with them now? Of course, I'm aware of my privileges and the type of life lifestyle that, and, the, you know, my financial status that allows me to do it um, and everything that goes around it. I'm deeply aware of that. And yet I see a lot of people that could have probably taken the choice that I made to spend a lot of time with my daughter and they don't. And even on the day, so their children go to um, like a a caretaker for five days out of the week for eight hours. And then they also have the option to send them there on Friday. And to me, it's like, oh, well, on Friday you don't work. So of course you're going to spend it with your child. Mm -mm. No, they opt to send them for another day. To the caretaker and just chill with themselves. And I know because they're they're tired after a week's work. Um, but still, to me, I see every moment with my daughter is so precious and with my wife too. That I'm quite amazed to look around me and see so many people um being content with. Yeah, just happily visualizing their next holiday and just being content with that, not really pushing for um, being there every day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, what are some of the other uh, angles that we could approach the the unknown from your experience? Like, does it come up in any more domains in your life?
1: I think the most important one right now um, is the unknown um, in, or at least for me in this moment, is the unknown related to to not working anymore and to try to find ways of of providing for myself while not working. And of course I uh, I worked for it in the past two years in able to provide for myself for the future two or three years. But still, this this is, this is comes with a lot of unknown because I, I don't know how things will unfold. Uh, I have some projects on my mind and uh, I know where I want to be maybe in like around six months, but that's all I have right now. Um, so I think, I mean, this could be an angle, the fact that now I think more and more people, especially in the inter-intellect, the community where both and, are taking the you know, are making this um this big change in terms of work. Some of them are not working maybe for one year and you know, trying some side projects. Or actually, they're still working. That's the thing. I mean, we're all still working and you know, working on our projects, we're just not working in a traditional job. I think yes. it's very important to, to emphasize that because you know, I I actually wrote um a small essay about taking one year or three years off and I'm like I'm not taking them off maybe I'll work even more than before but I'll just work on things that bring me joy or meaning and yeah sometimes those things can be frustrating even though they bring you meaning or joy because maybe they don't go as they don't grow as fast as you want um so this is one direction the fact that I think more and more people are willing to to plunge into the unknown for work and Trying to seek work that gives them some meaning and you know, um, emotional comfort and that feels better for their mental health. Because in my case, this was very important. Because in the past year and also last year, I wasn't very happy on a daily basis with my work because I I didn't like it <laughs> and then you might ask why did you do the job for money and that's it just for money to save to have more time to experiment later so it was very like pretty transactional I give you nine hours of my life because I need money to put aside in the next year and I have to shut up about it and save so that now you know in December you know this year I can take the plunge, I can jump, I can, you know, move towards my actual goal. Um, And I think another angle that we could look at uh, in relation to the unknown is the fact that life is always better than the movie in your head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I never expected in January this year, how my life will unfold in the past 11 months. And it's been a crazy ride, but so, so satisfying and so abundant. And I had some moments that I never thought I'll have in my life in terms of joy and friendship and connection. And I didn't plan for that in January, honestly. <laughs> like, I never thought in my life that I'll have those moments and those experiences with those dear people, but it happened. and. This just gives me more courage Because I know that life is More abundant than I think Of
0: Right And and it's so important to leave the window open For these opportunity to come in or, Or leave the door open So that's yet another reason for me I think not to get into this very structured Way of living where Nothing can get in but the really Powerful evil stuff That can just take the door down yeah. In, in terms of work as well, I've been with myself trying to rethink the, the concepts that we use to describe work. So of course there's job, there's that thing, which you just now said, where it's just compensation for the, for the time you're putting in. I've been trying to think about the different motivations because they seem to matter a lot. So are you motivated because you are coerced by circumstances to do something. In other words, somebody's uh, behind you with a whip. You know, if you don't do this, um, you'll get whipped. And for me, I also get to. I also try to get to the point where my motivation is completely internal, and mm-hmm. it's me who's motivating myself. And I've been trying to think about what words could describe that and distinguish them from other types of motivation that are maybe not as not as good as this one and i didn't know do i feel compelled do i feel yeah and, and it's still a work in progress i'm tr- i'm trying to think of a of a new language to describe this a good kind of motivation where you just have this thing flowing in you and there is no uh, there is no obstacle in the way to stop it there is no inhibition that tells you not to do it and there's no uh whip behind you that basically makes something that you don't want to do so i'll still have to to report to you what what i find in terms of the language to there is in that but happy to hear if you have suggestions <laughs> At any point
1: yes internal <laughs> motivation is very important and actually it's why i'm i'm taking you know, this time, one or two or three years, how much time I need to experiment and to really, you know, listen to my internal motivation, what brings me forward, and to to try to, f- to make a living out of it somehow. Um, of course, every, every life is different. Every kind of lifestyle we envision for ourselves is different. That's why we're going back to, you have to know yourself very well to know what you want. In my case, I knew that I need more freedom to experiment. I need less constraints, less restrictions, because I feel very anxious when I have a lot of restrictions. I also don't like, you know, being told that you need to do things in such and such and such a way and being disciplined for it. Um, I know because I went through that at work in my very different jobs in very different industries and also in the Romanian, you know, school system by being always disciplined that and also being somehow coerced to think in such a way and not in a different way. Of course, that changed in Berlin where I studied um, while I was studying and we plunged more into critical thinking and <laughs> actually, you know, being able to Know, express our opinions openly, and professors Mm -hmm. were our friends and not this kind of authority as I felt, you know, while I was studying in Romania. Uh, So, yes, going back to what you said earlier, I think this internal motivation is important, but you also have to make space for it because if you're every day in a very restricted medium, in a very kind of rigid job, and you know and also surrounded by people that are not willing to listen to other perspectives, then it's very difficult to listen to your internal motivation because you always see the external one or you see what others want for you and not what you want for yourself. And this is also a very important thing to, to keep in mind when you are, you know, um, making a change and you're plunging into the unknown
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent, 110%, if you ask me. Um Yeah. So I think it would be nice. We're now in December, 2021. I think it would be nice to hear from you uh what your next step actually is, so we can root for you. And mm-hmm. just very quickly, if you want to just share with us the next unknown part of your life, I would love that.
1: Uh, yes. So in a couple of weeks, I'll be moving back to Romania um, in, in a mountain town called Brasov. And I will start experimenting with different projects uh, from, you know, my blog to, to writing a book um, called uh, A Field Guide to Flannery. It's something that I'm just willing to experiment, uh, you know, with photography, text, uh, something very visual, but also uh, collect a collection of the interviews I took in the past years um it's a dear project for me because I'm just doing it because I love it and that's all and I have no expectations out of it like publishing or even you know sharing too much um and I also want to start my own business and I have some ideas on my mind different ideas from from starting um a small e-boutique um you know where I sell some products um and um, I also want to experiment with cultural retreats in Romania in, in the mountains, um, you know, hosting uh, like big events on, on certain topics. So I have some directions. I, I clearly have at least four or five directions, you know, writing a book, starting a boutique online. Um, and for all of them, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of time. And I don't know how they will unfold because in in one month I'll I'll have you know even more time than now, and I'll I'll think about how I can bring how can I bring each idea forward, and yeah, let's let's just do it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to 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 jump in these projects and see and adapt, you know, to the changes as they come along the way. I think this is how I work best by doing them, by, you know, um, trying and then tweaking a bit in case they don't, you know, go as I want. I think a lot of the unknown in my case right now is the fact that I'm not yet there in that city where I want to, you know, talk uh, to people where I want to, you know, curate in some small cafes, some kind of... Uh, uh, exhibitions, and for that I need to actually be there and to talk with the manager of that cafe and to, you know, establish connections and relationships. So yeah, it's it's very exciting, and I feel like a kid because it's <laughs> in, the world is mine right now, so I can do whatever yes. I want without with yep. restrictions.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You put a big smile on my face and you got me excited and I'm rooting for you. And if we go by the past record, by your past record, then we can clearly see it's going to work out. Um, Yeah, this has been lovely, Patricia. I'd love you to uh, share with everyone listening some uh, places where they can follow you and your opinions, your projects.
1: Uh, yes, uh, if you want to start the conversation with me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm mostly on Twitter. And I also have a blog called Flaneus Project, uh, where I, I sometimes publish some interviews or some small essays in English and Romanian. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with me, just write me on, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I love to have a conversation with anybody. So, <laughs> And sometimes I'm even sharing on Twitter my, my calendar, uh, where people can book you know, 15 minutes conversations on, on different topics. Um, and this is a project that I started actually in the pandemic because I just wanted to meet more people and to have conversation with strangers because I couldn't have them in cafes. So I think Twitter is a wonderful place for that.
0: It is. And, and I can testify that you were one of the first people, I think, that where I just learned that, oh, you can just connect with people online and just have <laughs> that whole world of just meeting people see what comes out and this has changed my life so much so thank you for introducing me to this concept as well Um, this has been lovely thank you so so much for taking the time and exploring the unknown with me
1: thank you so much and uh, have a nice evening and thank you for uh, to anybody listening
0: thank you